0: Welcome to the ME Show. I'm Gary Burgess, and together with support from the ME Association, I hope this series will help shine a light on the work that's happening to truly understand ME, and eventually find that breakthrough treatment we desperately want. In this episode, I speak to Linda Tannenbaum from the Open Medicine Foundation in the United States, which has raised millions of dollars to fund ME research. For me, it was an Absolute pleasure to speak to Linda, who, as you'll hear, has a very personal reason for wanting to suss out exactly what causes Emmy. Linda Tannenbaum, welcome to The Emmy Show. How are you today?
1: I'm great, thank you. Thank you for inviting me on this.
0: It's my absolute pleasure. Uh, Linda, I I know of you from having stumbled across the Twitter account uh, of the Open Medicine Foundation. And from there, I've read a bit more about you. But for for people who don't know about you and the OMF, just just tell me what it is you do.
1: Well, that's a really big question. (laughs) Um, We have a foundation that I founded in 2012. Uh, to raise money to help improve the quality of life of people with ME-CFS and the related chronic complex diseases that people have that have similar symptoms. And so I, when I realized that there was really not much research going on uh, in an open collaborative way, I started a foundation to build that up and to bring researchers together and, and really start some research. Uh, so we started raising funds for research and uh, really for... Now we're looking really at the molecular basis of MECFS, so we could see if there's anything that could be reversed. We're looking for, obviously, effective treatments and a cure and hopefully prevention someday. Um, and we're looking for diagnostic technologies to see how to diagnose this easily and cheaply in a doctor's office. We're looking for biomarkers. We're looking for data to really learn about what's going on here so we can start uh, treating people and getting people back to health. And then at the end of the day, we're really looking to educate clinicians so that way they know all about this and can treat patients and identify and uh, understand this illness. So it's a big nut, um, but our our, our big push is open collaboration and bringing researchers together to talk about what they're doing from all over the world and to really try to fast pace this as quick as possible so that way all the millions that are suffering out there can uh be well again so that's that's where our push is i
0: i will dig into more detail about your work in just a few minutes time i, I want to go back in time though first of all to, to to the launch of this foundation what were the events that gave you cause to begin this work
1: um our daughter uh in 2006 became ill with MECFS cfs uh with sudden onset so she actually was fine at 8 o'clock in the morning when I dropped off at school. She was 16 years old, first day of 11th grade in high school. And uh, 20 minutes later, she called me and told me that she wasn't feeling well. And, of course, we just thought it was not feeling well that day. And, uh, and about uh, uh, we told her just uh, stay in school, and if she feels sick enough, go to the nurse's office. And about half an hour later, they called us from the nurse's office, and they thought that she was maybe having a heart attack. And so she became sick suddenly, and um, from there the path began. And uh, we went from, i have thinking it was cardiac problems to neurology problems to 20 different doctors to find out why she was getting sicker and sicker and sicker and why she couldn't sleep and all the symptoms that unfortunately people can relate to. And uh, about five months later, after going to all these doctors, she was finally diagnosed with something called chronic fatigue syndrome that was called it in those years. And uh, and it opened up a whole door now that she had a diagnosis. And when I started looking at this and trying to find out, I'm sure there's there's doctors who treat this and I'm sure there's answers out there, but I'm just a parent with a daughter uh, who's sick. I found out that there really wasn't much going on and there was nobody looking for treatments and nobody looking how to diagnose this thing. And um, my background was laboratory medicine and laboratory diagnostics. And so I was able to do every laboratory test that we had in our clinical laboratory. And they were all normal. And I knew my daughter was very, very sick. So we started pursuing whatever we could do and whoever we could find, and whatever treatments we were recommended with her. And uh, and then I realized and told her while she was in bed and she was bedridden, she was severe and she was bedridden uh, for the first year. I said, as soon as you get out of bed and I'm not your caregiver anymore, my husband and I, um, I said, I'm going to start a foundation to figure out a better way to diagnose this thing so people don't have to go to so many doctors and we have to find a treatment because nobody is doing research to look for a treatment. So uh, we were blessed that she ended up improving little by little by little. And um, she's now, she was 16 then and she's now 28. And uh, she's doing quite well with her life and um, able to live with this. She needs a cure, but she needs, but she's able to live with this. And I was able to go out and do exactly what we said we would do and start a foundation and uh, start looking for a way to diagnose this and treat this. So, we are basically parents on a mission and uh, found out while I was doing this that there were millions and millions that had this all over the world and, um, and that nobody, uh, uh, the, the doctor community, most doctors didn't know about this. Um, we had all the stories, too, that the doctors didn't believe us and thought that we as parents were causing this. And so the stigma began besides the illness. And, um, and then I started meeting a lot of people. And the more people I met, uh, the more I realized that this illness is everywhere. Um, I'm in the United States. So it, we found out it was in every state. It's in probably every country. Um, at this point, we have people in our database over 100 different countries. <laughs> and uh, so it's really everywhere. And when I found that out, um, I realized that I really have to take this to another level. And in 2014... I joined forces with Dr. Ron Davis at the Stanford Genome Technology Center and said, we we have got to bring on a larger research team, and we really have to raise a lot of money and and do some open collaborative research that needs to be progressed quickly. So I said to him, if you bring the researchers, I'll bring the funding. And that's what we did. So he brought on, um, at the time, uh, three Nobel laureates and uh, six National Academy of Science members to our board, our scientific advisory board. And we started building up a team, and started. I started out funding, raising, raising funds, um, slowly but surely, uh, to uh, to start some research projects. And uh, and that uh, so we're now six and a half years out, and uh, we're involved with a lot of research projects right now that we'll talk about.
0: Linda, you you make this sound like the easiest thing in the world. Oh, I'll wake up one morning, I'll start a foundation, I'll find some of the best medics on the planet, and I'll raise a shed load of money. Are you just one of those people who, when you get the bit between your teeth, you're you're just determined to do something?
1: Well, part of my personality, yes, it annoys a lot of people that way. But uh, but truthfully, most importantly, I'm a parent on a mission with a sick daughter, and uh, it gives you a different type of adrenaline and passion, um, and mission of of my life. I mean, my life changed completely. I was not in the fundraising world. I was I was not in the nonprofit world, and uh, it totally changed what I was doing with my career and life because of it. But what drives me, of course, is I'm a parent. I'm, I'm, I am healthy and I'm able to do this. And, and truthfully, uh, between, you know, Dr. Davis and I, we feel like we have the responsibility to do this because we, we can do what we can do and nobody else was doing this. And so at the time, and so, uh, since then, of course, other people have gotten involved with research. Um, but, uh, it felt like we, we had, we had to do this and, um, and, and when you say if it's, if, if it's, if it's not us, uh, who, who's going to do this? Um, so um, we just it, it, it's basically we're on a mission and, and it really uh, kicks the adrenaline going 24 seven. We haven't slept since.
0: I, i i wonder how you do get that fundraising ball rolling though because there are there are certain illnesses that are higher profile that have a better understanding that have a strong emotional link with people in society generally i instantly think of cancers where people understand it or some other better known childhood illnesses where people can empathize but with me it's it's so under the radar it's so both misunderstood and misrepresented that that getting that fundraising going, I imagine is a very difficult thing to do.
1: Uh, it is a very difficult thing to do. Um, when I first started, and it's a very very good question the way you asked it, when I first started I went out to the public um, which is really who funds cancer and ALS and MS type research and I, I went out to the public to try to do that and I was not successful. So I basically uh, turned towards the patient community, and um, unfortunately, those who are suffering and those families who are caregivers are the ones who've had to fund this. Um, But I realized that with this illness, until it really does become mainstream, um, our big funding was going to be from people who know, know friends and family that could afford to help fund this, and that we had to fund it. Uh, from the bottom up, from small donations that added up to a lot due to volume and from larger donations uh, from families and friends that could afford it that understand the illness because they have a loved one uh, that is ill. And so we, I, I switched basically my focus from the public to the patient community. And, uh, and to this day, we're getting our funding really uh, pretty much from the patient community um, at large. And, and so we build that up. That's what we're building up on.
0: And just give me an idea of, of, of how much money you have raised or are raising. I mean, what, what sort of sums of money are, are you a, able to get together to fund this research?
1: Well, um, since 2012, we raised, we've raised a little over $18 million so far. Wow. Um, this this particular year, 2018, was our banner year because we, we raised a little over $9 million. Um, but we, had, we were blessed with a, a wonderful donation, uh, an, an anonymous donation of $5 million from um, a wonderful person who um, had made a lot of money in Bitcoin and ended up giving money to charities to, I believe, 65 different charities. And we, we were um, encouraged um, by the patient community and a lot of the international patient community um, um, basically, um, uh, commented in our favor to this this person who wanted to give to charities and helped us uh, become um, uh, up front and center with this uh, particular uh, person. And this person ended up giving us five million dollars. Uh, they they had heard about the disease, but they were not affected themselves. Uh, but while they were looking for to give to different charities, decided that we were one that they felt uh, they wanted to support, and they gave $5 million to three different charities out of the 65 that they gave to, and we were one of them. And it was wonderful because it really changed the landscape of our research, and we were able to uh, expand our research tremendously um, uh, th- uh, this year coming and, and, and last year. So so that's, that's why we were able to do that level. But on top of that, we raised $4 million from the patient community as well last year, and we hope to double that this year because I have... I have a goal to raise you know fifty million dollars a year for research uh because we really have to do that level um uh and step this up. That
0: is just incredible. There are some amazing and, and, and generous people in this world and, and and then people with the tenacity like you to, to tap into that. Right, so let's let's move from money in to money out. The money comes in, the money goes out. What is research? What, what what do you actually do then when you are funding projects?
1: Well, we we have a, a scientific advisory board, uh, and our director is, like I said, Dr. Ron Davis. And so, uh, basically, we have a have created a, an MECFS Collaborative Research Center at Stanford. Uh, under Dr. Ron Davis, with a whole team at Stanford that's looking at this. And we're doing different research projects with that team there at Stanford uh, that we're funding. And uh, and then this past year, we we launched um, an MACFS collaborative research activity center at uh, Mass General Hospital at uh, Harvard Medical School, under the co-direction of uh, Dr. Ron Tompkins and Dr. Wen Zhang Zhao. And um, they're on our scientific advisory board as well. They're pulling together researchers on the East Coast at, at the Harvard Center, and uh, and doing uh, some projects there, and that we'll be funding, and that we're that we're funding. And then we also decide uh, as a team, the 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 uh, um, scientific advisory board um, members decided that we funded some um, research uh, at a few other universities. We have funded research at Uppsala University in Sweden with Dr. Jonas Verquest, and we funded some uh, research down at uh, University of California, San Diego, with uh, Dr. Bob Navio. And so basically, um, the decision to fund is uh, decided by the scientific advisory board that we have, and then we have a working group team that we gather with our symposium every year. Uh, I believe this year was a little over 50 members, uh, scientists that are doing their own research, uh, all over the world. Uh, and they were they came to our, our symposium, our science days, uh, to discuss what they're doing. And then we, this year, um, hope to fund some of that research. Um, so basically, we're funding research um, um, of, of all different types, because since we don't know a lot about this, we're funding really different areas to gather information, to gather data, and really to learn about this at the molecular level. So uh, we're funding research that fits into that realm of data gathering. And we fund people, uh, uh, we only fund people who openly share their results with the researchers. Uh, this, um,
0: this next question sounds really easy. I suspect the answer is far from easy. Um, do you feel like we're making progress? Do you feel like we're getting anywhere?
1: <laughs> that's, that's a very good question. And you're right. It, it, it's a complicated answer. Um, so looking back, at 2006 to now, yes, we are millions of miles farther than we were then. Um, however, we're trying to cure an illness, and, and there's so much to learn. And, and we, we don't know yet enough about the illness to um, say that we understand it yet. So as a parent on a mission, we're not close enough. We want treatments already to be able to give to the, the world at large. Um, however, there's a lot being learned about it. And there's a lot of focus that before we were looking at the, uh, the whole big picture, and now we're focusing on certain abnormalities that are showing up in the laboratories. And so since we're now able to focus, so are other researchers around the world able to focus and certain researchers, uh, are, are being done now in a focused way. So we are definitely moving forward. Um, it's just that, Funding is a limiting factor, and um, and when, when that happens, you end up funding project by project. And what we'd like to do instead, of course, is gather everybody together and say, whatever your ideas are, we would like to fund, and let's all meet together and discuss what those results are and throw up the negative, and keep going on the positive, and let's move forward together. So the dream is to, to fund it in a bigger way, and right now, project by project is being funded. So yes, there is a lot of progress um but we we really need to jump this up and scale this up to really come up with what we're looking for which is a cure and effective treatments
0: and how does it work in the united states in terms of medical funding or medical research funding uh, at government level whether that's uh, state or federal is it is investment happening at that level as well and if so are you able to tap into any of that
1: uh, it's happening it happens on the federal level with the National Institute of Health, the NIH, and they they're not funding at a big level. Uh, they're funding at a very small level, um, which is why we have to do what we're doing until they do fund at a big level. We hope they will. Um, they have funded several grants, uh, about thirteen million a year last year, I believe. Um, uh, certain, they have funded uh, three different centers that are doing research, they have funded a, funded a data center that's doing research. They have, are doing an internal study at the NIH center uh, with patients internally. And then they've opened it up so we could apply for certain grants. We're applying for grants every quarter that we can. Um, the Stanford group got one particular grant, but these grants are small grants. They're, they're 500000 over five years, let's say. Um, and even though it sounds like a lot of money, it's not a lot of money for research. Um, so they're not funding in it in a big way. Um, they're funding really from, from like they say, like two to five dollars a patient when you talk about amounts of money compared to maybe four hundred dollars a patient for MS and and much more for AIDS patients and and the um, the burden that they're that they're funding at this point is extremely low and the advocates and and, and, and us as groups are trying to get them to fund at a much much higher level. Um, t- to push this forward. Um, so we are seeking out government funding, and we need the government to step up and fund in a much, much larger way. So we're hoping that the discoveries that will happen by the research that we're funding will lead to additional funding from NIH and then the grants that we apply for that, uh, and that others apply for. We hope that they, they, the NIH funds a lot of other researchers all over
0: is is that is that actually part of how the system works until there is some particular big breakthrough that they can see they they won't commit all the money in the world because it's 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 a bit of an unknown unknown
1: Yes, it feels like that uh because um you know really a lot of people still don't believe m e c f s is a real disease and that's that's the first hurdle and the second hurdle is yes, we don't have a specific way yet. To have a diagnostic marker, and my hope and guess is, when we have that, yes, they'll they'll kick in. Where we we wanted them to help us fund discovery to find out. Otherwise, how do you even fund research to find that out? Um, but yes, we don't have anything specific for them to uh, hold on to that this is the this is this disease because of this diagnostic biomarker, and now we need to fund clinical trials. So, um, we're hoping that um, uh, with all the discussions and the advocates lobbying and, and, and asking them for more funding, that help us fund this discovery phase as well. Um, but we're hoping for some breakthroughs and so that it w- we will kick it into high gear.
0: My perception in the United Kingdom over the last twelve months is that uh, uh, awareness and media coverage, and indeed political engagement uh, into better understanding of MECFS has has certainly increased. You know, there have been debates in in Parliament in the last twelve months. It is is there an equivalence in the United States? Do you feel like you are making progress on, on a national scale in terms of public? political, and even medical understanding of this illness?
1: Uh, we're definitely making progress. Um, there's a lot more people who know about this. Um, there's the film Unrest yeah. that Jen Brea um, had had created, as you know. Um, so there's a lot more people who have seen that, who understand, who understand. Um, there's some groups that are getting uh, physicians and medical students together to talk about this more. Um, and there is a lot of... Um, Activity that uh, patients uh, uh, go to visit Washington, D.C. and talk to the Congress, congressmen and, and women to to uh, be alerted to this and senators and proclamations. Um, but uh, it's a very small group of people that are doing this because, unfortunately, so many people are so ill um, that they can't do it themselves. Um, so the movement is there. Um, it's just um, at a, a it's at a small level. um and also needs to be increased. Um but and it's, but every year it's increasing more and more. And you may be familiar with millions missing, yeah. what Emmy Action had set up. And so that of course has has really involved a lot of patients and families and caregivers um to step out and step and, and step out in public to get together and to gather together and that has increased of course. Um and uh um so and yes meetings with certain government officials has increased so everything has increased it's just it's the beginning of that graph where it's increasing and it needs to be increased even more of course
0: how do you your daughter your family your your friendship circles how how do you stay positive optimistic and and hopeful when i guess at times the pace of progress is glacially slow
1: it's a good question because we have to tell ourselves that we really are uh, progressing. And uh, um, it's a difficult question because we, we, we have communications with patients that are suffering so much. And, uh, and we, we talk to many, many patients every week. And I visit many patients and, and give talks to let people know that research is happening and share hope and uh, so that people hold on to hope, because research is happening. I want people to know that research is happening. People do care. There are there are brilliant minds on this, and uh, and to hold on uh, uh, because we we are going to find some answers. And um, I need to tell that to myself because I I from where I sit I feel like I should be doing more um, to bring this quicker. Um, so it's very frustrating to to know that. Uh, it's not tomorrow, and I want it to be uh, yesterday. <laughs> um, so um, I, I, I'm reminded um, and given hope, um, really, truly, from the the wonderful patient community. There are such wonderful people out there that have, that are 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 behind us. They're supporting us. That are, that are donating, not only donating money to do this, otherwise none of this research would happen without the patient community, but they're donating their samples, they're donating their information, and, and basically encouraging us to keep going. And so on all of their behalf, it uh, gives me hope to continue, and I want to share hope. And, and our logo is hope because I want people to hold on to that hope because every year more and more research is happening all over, And um, and something's going to break. We're going to have some groundbreaking information that's going to push this and we're going to find some effective treatment soon. And and I want to hold on to that hope myself as well as 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 give it and share it to the patients and caregivers and family uh, as well, because I, I do feel that there's progress moving ahead.
0: Uh, as you just said, you 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 want that progress to be yesterday. You hope that progress will be tomorrow. Realistically, do you do you have any sense or feeling as to, you know, are, are we talking this year, this decade, this century? Well, I hope this century. But but when when that breakthrough might come, do you have any sense of when that might be?
1: That's a very loaded question. I know. Sorry about that. Um, you know, but but you know. I I would love to say this year, uh, but I would would probably say that if you take a look at the next two, three years, the way that the research is progressing, I would hope that we know uh, so much more about this illness that we would be able to have some effective treatments. Um, um, That's just me saying this. I I feel that we we look at a, a two to three year block of time um, when we talk about, um, certain research strategy and fundraising strategy and foundation strategy. And, uh, we're, we're looking at it as, you know, what are we doing now? What are we doing in six months? What are we doing in a year? And, um, my hope is, is that, you know, something comes out tomorrow, like you said. Um, um, but, um, hopefully in the next two, three years, we'll really have some, uh, at least some, at least some effective treatments to, improve quality of life and and uh and then go from there to the next step uh for cure um um so i'm hoping that 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 i'm holding on to that um um uh as much as possible and so my goal is to increase the funding as quick as possible so that we can uh scale this up to speed this up and to get more research happening quicker um and to to beat that timeline
0: linda if i could go back in time and meet linda tannenbaum in 2006 and tell her the story of all the things that linda tannenbaum of 2019 (laughs) had achieved what do you think she would have made of it
1: (laughs) i wouldn't believe i was at this place actually (laughs) (laughs) um uh it's an interesting question um I mean, we, we, interestingly enough, when I first started this, um, we put on our website um, that we'd like to raise five million dollars a year for research, and at that time that sounded like five billion dollars a year in my mind. Um, but I put that on there to put it the goal. and we had we were in the hole. Of, obviously we weren't raising any money. Uh, we were paying to get the foundation up and going. and uh, it seemed like a, a total pie in the sky, um, but now that we are uh, uh, progressed as we have, and now I have um, other people working with me, we actually have over 170 volunteers all around the world working with us now, and um, and we have so many people working on this now and communicating with each other and having a whole world community together. Um, it's actually the best thing I've ever done in my life, and and I never would have imagined. The, the pleasure of, of this um, in, in a sense that the community has, has gathered together in support of what we're doing and we've touched so many lives and, and engaged so many patients and, and caregivers and loved ones. I never would have imagined this. Um, you know, we, we, we work and we have our careers and we do our jobs and we do what we do and, and um, we live our lives. And then you have this turn and this fork in the road that um, suddenly life becomes a passion and a mission, and I had never had that actually. I, I always worked, but I I, I didn't work with pa- the passion and and the intensity that we're doing right now because of what we're doing. So I, um, uh, I as I look back, I, I never would have imagined that feeling and that. Um, that uh that that uh where where i am now i should
0: say i guess (laughs) i think that should be a bumper sticker on your car linda tannenbaum woman on a mission um (laughs) um i i'd like to end this this chat with with a shameless plug from you for for people who want to know more about what you do for people who may want to get involved in one way or another what's the best way for people to find out more about the foundation
1: uh, thank you for asking. Um, um, well, the best way is to go to our website, which is omf.ngo. So it's Open Medicine Foundation, omf.ngo. Go to our website and take a look at what we're doing and uh, share, share that with others and share the hope with others that, uh, that, again, research is happening. And if you want to get involved, we have our contact information there. Uh, you can contact us. Uh, people can contact us if they'd like to get involved. We actually have a, a get involved tag <laughs> tab at the top of the uh, website, and uh, and there's areas to fill in a a, a form if you'd like to volunteer uh, with anything particular that uh, uh, people might be um, uh, have expertise in. We're always looking for people to help with design and graphics and website, and most importantly for our growth. To bring more funding in is communications to as many people as possible um, to know what we're doing um, and to share what we're doing. So we ask people to share what we're doing, to go onto our Facebook um, our Facebook page and like our Facebook page and share the Facebook and all the social media and Twitter. You found us on Twitter. Um, and so, uh, for people to also go on any, all of the Twitter and Facebook on social media and share it with others. And for people who do know people of means, um, it would be wonderful that they could introduce them to us, So we could talk to them and tell them what we're doing and see if they want to get involved um, by way of funding, by way of of introducing us to other people, by way of getting other people involved, other corporations involved on a bigger level in any way possible. Because we can only do what we do um, by having funding and by having people supporting us and helping us communicate out. So. We encourage people to do that, and we really appreciate a podcast like this, Gary. It's (laughs) wonderful. Thank you so much because uh, this helps us, again, with communication, what we're doing, and sharing hope with others. Um, We want to share hope all over the world and and share what we're doing. This is an international problem. We need to work it internationally and, and, and globally to solve it. And we are out there. I want people to know we're out there. We care for you. We are there for you and really trying to get you well and, and improve quality of life.
0: Linda, I only wish you continued success Uh, the word inspirational i find is overused all over the place these days but today i have been truly inspired by this conversation so linda tannenbaum thank you thank you so much for joining me on the me show
1: thank you so much gary and thank you for doing this thank you very much
0: linda tannenbaum from the open medicine foundation you'll find links to her work in the show notes that accompany this podcast if you're listening in itunes please rate and review the show there it all helps boost our visibility when people search for the me show and wherever and however you found us until next time as always thank you for listening